I don't I don't know if this is a working theory or a theory that's been debunked, but a theory I really liked the sound of because it kind of made sense to me was that the uh, patriarchy, but also uh, well, there should be a two grown men bingo. Patriarchy is right up there. I scored it right up yeah. there. Um, but uh, the sort of monogamous family units, mm. uh, male, female, man's name is the one that gets carried across and stuff is that maybe we were nomadic at some point and we had a more fluid, like more matriarchal societies, a more fluid thing where the whole somebody had a kid. One of the breeding pairs had a kid. And then everyone kind of looked after it and maybe relationships were a little bit more fluid. But then once we uh, started farming and settling down and claiming bits of land for ourselves. I, I'm not sure that um, surnames and, and I don't think our civilization was that sophisticated when we started farming. I, that's what I'm saying. All right. I'm saying that maybe we didn't have surnames back then. We oh, probably okay. just had well, names because we were in really yeah. little nomadic group. Yeah, well, I mean... This whole... I've got this stuff on my mind. Give me a whole of you. Yeah. So I'll try that again. I don't, okay. I don't care about nomads with their no surnames. <sighs> well, then I don't know what to... I mean, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Can I take a run at this? Have you maybe listening? We, I didn't know we were doing the podcast. You said we weren't <laughs> going to do this on the podcast. Now we're doing the podcast. I'm really confused. No, and then a minute ago I said I am started recording. I did not hear you say that. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, this is our biorhythms must be all out of whack. Oh, I don't know what's going on. While I'm talking about theories well, no, that probably have no, no basis no, in reality. Can you not see that it's confusing? That We had a conversation. You said, oh, well, this isn't for the podcast. And then I, uh, for some reason I missed, didn't hear you say this is the podcast. And now it's the podcast. And I don't know where I am. Do you, uh, I'm quite frightened. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're on the podcast, do you want to keep talking? Do you want to, shall we address the thing that we're talking about that we're not going to talk about or no we're not going to talk about that on the no, podcast are we no so stop mentioning it. okay <laughs> um, i'm not talking about it listener you don't want to know what we were talking about <laughs> but um uh, but there are context clues probably <laughs> but yeah so uh so this theory is that uh initially when we were just kind of uh, uh and I'm, i think i've talked about this on the show before because it was a I, it was on a guy was talking about it on the um on Harmontown and and I thought it was quite interesting so that at some point we were all roaming we were probably more matriarchal societies because like uh we would have been hunter gatherers mm-hmm. and uh I think generally speaking the men the the males probably mm. would have gone out and still gone out and done the the physical stuff because the women biologically were the ones who were having the children and so mm. would have been would have been sta- sticking around but like they were the ones who were staying at home and um and so I'm extrapolating a lot from it while I try and explain it because I'm worried about getting snarled up on the whole surname thing again. At this point, we wouldn't have had surnames. Let's assume there weren't any Papa Constantinus or Gillies. No. Whatever the fuck even either of those words mean. I mean, surnames really don't mean anything, do they? No, or no, names. They're all very silly. Um, but uh, yours means more than mine. We've got well, no, mine, mine's a job title. Yeah. But that means, I mean, that's a word. Well, yours means something. It means Father Constantine. <laughs> Father of a priest or something. Yeah, well, it? it's a, a, a papa that was a pope. Yeah, so nothing, nothing so, to do with Smurfs. So possibly possibly you're named for the first ever um, Byzantine pope. Uh, 
I am so. Was he uh, Byzantine or late late Roman? I don't. I'm know. not sure. History late Roman, history is not my strong suit. Uh, but you know uh, that I am so preoccupied now with the fact that apparently I don't pronounce a lot of words right uh, that I I've I seem to now be overthinking simple words that I mm. used to know how to pronounce like Smurfs mm-hmm. to the point where when I said it a minute ago yeah. I, I said it Smurfs S M U R T H you can put a T H at the end that's fine no a Smurf that's a very definitive name for that species there are real species that mm. exist and yep. you have to respect and there's documentaries to prove that yes. I am um, I'm hoping my diction gets better. Because we're reading a lot with Scarlett at the moment, because uh, that's what she does at school. Apparently, they teach them how to read and count. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm finding that I'm having to be more precise in the way that I pronounce things than I normally am, because I'm very sloppy and lazy and have this sort of weird Uari stroke estuary accent. Yeah. Um, Which I love. Yeah, where I tend not to uh, pronounce H's very much. And Is you thinking harder about it why you just said having instead of having? No, that's probably a case of where I'm a lost cause. That's <laughs> evidence. Well, I was, I just wasn't aware. I think I used to talk better than, than, than I moved down to Southampton. I think I used to talk better than what I do now. Yeah, I think I did. Dude, dude. It's weird. Although, I don't know. We've been, we've been like talking semi-amateurly, professionally mm. on tape. On audio for a long while, and I don't think we're getting any better. I think we're getting worse. We are in a very strange part of the world for accents because I think there's just there's definitely a more West Country lilt to um, the accent in Southampton, although it is quite estuary. But if you move down to Portsmouth, I mean, it is pronounced. It's a, a pronounced difference in terms of how estuarine the accent becomes, and then obviously you move sort of further into sort of Surrey, Sussex, Kent, that sort of thing. Is that your really posh, your relatively posh but uh, diplomatic expression of the Portsmouth-Southampton rivalry? Because you basically just said they talk more common that well, way. not really. I mean, their accent is their accent, but it is more people of my class yeah. in Portsmouth tend to have a more pronounced estuarine accent than they do here. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if the mic's gonna pick this up, listener. Mm. Hi, listener. Hi. I don't know if the mic's gonna pick this up, but there is a rumbling in the walls around us. I think we're gonna make it through the whole recording without a dinosaur or some Godzilla or something crashing through the God, wall. Don't, but, I've, I've been watching, um, Transformers Age of Extinction in very small chunks recently, so I'm terrified of robot dinosaurs. We, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, probably. Okay. And also, uh, maybe we won't draw attention to the fact that I just used uh, Godzilla as a way of, uh, as a term for all monsters, yeah. the way sometimes people use the word Dracula yeah. as a way of describing vampires. It's good. Um, I'm talking basically like Ralph Wiggum at this point. <laughs> So, uh, choose you. so this, this theory, this theory suggested that, that our societies were probably, I mean, they were probably still a bit brutal. Relationships were probably still, uh, handled in a pretty aggressive way. Do you think? Because we weren't, we weren't evolving. Yeah. We, we'd only just, you know, but anyway. So, but while we were, while we were roaming and hunter gathering, that maybe things were a little bit more e- equitable in terms of, just we were just surviving so our society was just about that and then when we started working out farming and actually settling in places Mm -hmm. it people were claiming bits of land because you weren't you weren't just going out and foraging 
for whatever and the land mm-hmm. was everybody's, you were actually having to pick a piece of land and invest some time mm-hmm. and effort into that. And once people started doing that, mm-hmm. they became more invested in the land and mm-hmm. then suddenly property in a in a sort of a persistent way became something like you didn't want to be working on a patch of land and then have uh, some other guy from the tribe come in and fuck it up for you or yeah, lady. Yeah, but, but I think there's evidence. Yeah, I... So the humans would have been territorial already. Yeah, oh, probably. You know, yeah, the, the, the same as you see with hunting animals. They would have had a territory within sure. which they um, they would have uh, hunted and then they, they would have been – but it was it, – it got sort of condensed down into smaller, more distinct – But that would have been tribes, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like a, 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 a tribe would so, – So I suppose that's evolution, evolution into individual – ownership of of Uh, land and once you have individual ownership of land Mm. suddenly it becomes more important i guess it's a it's a simple transition if you spend your entire life Mm. working a piece of land and you've um acquired ownership you started talking about ownership of that land Mm. as an individual within the tribe then suddenly whose child is whose becomes significant yeah. yeah and all of those whoses come in it it quotation marks because prior to that it wouldn't have necessarily mattered everyone was part of the tribe but yeah, whose child was whose? Who was going to get the piece of land once you died? Suddenly mm-hmm. becomes an issue. At which point, uh, this theory proposes that that's that's where suddenly, um, th- that's where suddenly, uh, monogamy and uh, proper mating pairs mm-hmm. and stuff becomes relevant because trying to keep track of whose children. And it's this weird thing. I I I was um, I tweeted to someone about this in the week. This weird thing and i think we kind of joked about it a little bit or i kind of joked about it a little bit on the incredibly chaotic episode of we have issues we recorded on thursday that was like a terrifying dinosaur <laughs> ride that like is that dinosaur is in? oh no dinosaur is the well, name for all of the different yeah, dinosaurs not you me the, the reason it's terrifying is because i i'm acutely aware that we are podcasting with two 18 year olds in the room and there are things that i could say when i'm in my normal mode of thinking when I, that it's okay if a 40 year old man says to someone that's maybe within 10 years of him but when he starts saying it to an 18 year old it sounds less um the, the good news is i progressive. think i think gender wise mm. we were probably fine okay. or certainly you were okay the bad news is i think you kind of sexualized uh, jesse's poor boyfriend to an extent. Which, which I believe when we were texting, because you text me to ask me whether I'd be okay or not with him coming. And um, that was kind of what I was circling yeah. around to in terms of my concerns, is I'm almost certainly going to um, come on to him in a weird kind of way, because that's a weird sort of subconscious alpha thing that I do. And I don't mean to be alpha doing it. I'm trying to be a bit silly. And my sense of humor is based on I quite like discomfort. Yeah. I find it very funny. No, I agree but, with that. But it, I think I'd have to, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah or I'll make you uncomfortable. But um but uh it, it it's it's yeah, it's a weird and not very noble part of my makeup, I think. Well, here's where we get into some slightly sticky and I <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about this because it's it's broadly tied to the themes of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as the other show uh it is uh where you get into some slightly sticky territory because uh i knew that that would be a possibility mm. and i told jesse mm. that that would be a possibility 
and uh, and I said, but he, I mean, he'll be okay with it getting a little bit like maybe r- uh, rude and personal. And she said, yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he'll be fine. He's listened to the show. He'll know, uh, he knows what it's like. And anyway, he'll mm. have to, because I've said so yeah. effectively is what she said. So strictly speaking, mm. th- there was consent there that we could say stuff like that to him if okay. we wanted to. The problem is it wasn't him who gave the consent. It was Jesse on his behalf. And and having seen the dynamic between the two of them. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Clearly, I mean, it's fine. It, it seems like a really lovely relationship. Certainly more healthy than any relationships I had. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but I've never seen... Um, a, then, I mean, I don't mean now. I mean... I, 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 there are a few relationships I, I've, um, I've ever seen that are so clearly subbed on. <laughs> so, um... I mean, really on the nose as well. Was... So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's true. The conversation, um, but, but the, the to thing. To the point that... actually where I'm amazed she didn't make him sit with his face to the back wall naked throughout the whole thing. There was definitely a vibe coming off there. I kind of worried. There wasn't, I did not. Certainly the audio on the episode didn't pick up any vibes. Really? That's a shame. No. So, I mean, maybe if, if people, and I don't just mean those two, I mean, mm. if anybody in the room had something in, inside their body deep enough, then maybe it wouldn't have been picked up by the audio, <laughs> but there was nothing. Uh, anyway, I, I think, I feel like we've gone off the point a little bit. Uh, but yeah, in the week I was kind of, uh, I, somebody was saying something. I think it was about video games and about the way women are treated in video games. And, um, and it, and I'd, I, I had the episode that we'd done, uh, fresh in my head. And one of the thoughts that I, I quite often think this about uh, patriarchy and matriarchy and such is that, like, that there was this. There's this weird point where, to to society, but to our species in general, women are more valuable than men because without without the process that women and we we all we all have our part in to play in reproduction, but. Women carry children to term. Women deliver them, and they respond. You know, they 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 are the only ones who can really nurture mm-hmm. chil- children. Like in the first few, I mean, now we've got like uh, Aptamil ready. Sorry, that's a brand brand name, isn't it? Now we've got like baby milk in powder form that we can make. But certainly at that point in our society, the baby needed to be close to the women for a really mm-hmm. long time. So there's there's like. Alongside us all being individual beautiful snowflakes, women were just clearly more because women could hunt a gather if they wanted. A, a society of women that just had a few men just for their like jizz, like could actually survive. Women could split into the mm-hmm. groups that go out and then and do all of the foraging or the hunting or the gathering or the farming, yeah. and the ones who stay home to to like bring up the children. That could happen. I'm not saying we're completely useless. It kind of all works as a species. It kind of all works because, because we all have like, we all have something to bring to the table. In our case, it's mainly jizz. Mainly we only have jizz to bring to the table. I think that means I've got very little to bring to the table because God almighty, it takes a long time to get to it. You've done your part with your part. I You've suppose, done your yeah. part. I've, 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 um, I've re, I, we, Nicola and I have recreated. Have recreated and procreated. Procreated. So um, she's good too. Very good. Very pleased with. Uh, very pleased with it. <laughs> the original premise of this show was it would be something that our kids could listen to uh, in future to try and understand us a bit better. 
Yeah, I, I think Scarlett would get a pretty good idea of who I am from listening to this. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, I think yeah, we're, she, we're quite pleased with what we did. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I think she's going to get a really solid idea of who I am from living with me as well. Yeah, unfortunately, that's yeah, that's we get kind of like raw, exposed yeah. people, aren't we? Human she, beings. She already knows Daddy's a bit of a weirdo, so. But so so what ended up happening? And I mean, it's impossible for us to really. It's impossible for us to really know how it played out, and it will have played out across like hundreds, hundreds and thousands of tribes across like the thousands of years or whatever. But that that value, the valuableness of mm. uh, women as a resource and of children as a resource, might might have had something to do with why they uh, why societies ended up sure. protecting them mm-hmm. to the point where. It's actually restrictive. Yeah. I think The Handmaid's Tale and, and things like that might kind of leap from that position that women are kind of too important to be just left to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Whereas men kind of we, and it ends up being this power, this power structure, but it might, it might have come out of, and that's why it's really difficult to unpick. Well, everything. no, men are highly expendable. I yeah. Mean. And I mean, and we are, and we've managed to turn that into our, our argument for being in charge of everything which yeah, doesn't yeah. really make that much sense no but anyway so uh i always quite I, I quite like that theory that that's why um that's why we ended up having these uh committed breeding pairs rather mm-hmm. than just everybody looking after everybody's kids and and and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that um that it was entirely an economical thing look mm-hmm. i put all of this time into this mm-hmm. piece of land or we put all of this time into this piece of land and we had to choose some way of, at that point, we had to start coming up with surnames and stuff because otherwise, how do you keep track mm-hmm. of ownership across, um, sure. across years? And, and of course, that's where it all went wrong. Yeah, I think so. And Vikings kind of have their version of it, don't they? But it wasn't like, they didn't, they didn't necessarily have a family name. It was only important who you, who you came from immediately. Which is where the son yeah, the from, son it? of, or yeah. I don't know if there's an equivalent of daughter of. I don't know how valued. Olifson, or yeah. So it's um, and that kind of you can sort of see how that's solving the same problem almost. Kind of. Well, how do we mm. how do we make sure that everyone knows what belongs to what after I die? Yeah. Well, there's that. Mm. Um, I think the argument about sur- the conversation, sorry, about surnames has come up in the last couple of weeks, and it really made me think because in our in uh, our situation. I th- I have a sentimental attachment to my surname mm. because it's not that common and because it feels like I took an awful lot of shit for it when I was growing up and I am literally the only like my sisters uh, one of them is married and now has mm. a, a very now is a brown and um she's gone from Papa Constantine to brown it's a real invasion of a privacy saying that on it. Luckily, probably not enough people listen to it that it's going to cause any problems. Uh, but, um. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's, I'm relying on our obscurity. Yeah. But, um, so Amy and I did have a conversation about surnames. I was fully aware that there might have to be compromises to tradition and stuff there. Um, but she was really, you know, she kind of volunteered that she was quite happy to take on my surname because she's a bit more, she's quite traditional in that way. So it was never really a question in our house, but I can totally understand. I can see the value in changing surnames a little bit just to show that something has happened to you, but I don't see why it always has to be the man's. You should pick the most interesting surname 
and go with that. Funnily enough, um, Nikki and I celebrated an anniversary yesterday. It's both our wedding anniversary and the anniversary of us starting to see each other, um, which was actually 25 years this year. You got married the day you started seeing each other. But um, we were together for 13 years before... All right, it wasn't the same day. No, it was the same same date. Okay, right. I think Um, I knew that, but then I got (laughs) confused. And we didn't get married for 13 years. And that, the reason for that is because a lot of the, a lot of those issues that go around marriage, are sort of, um, butted up against the, the things, the things we believed in. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, and it was only after, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but it was only after my dad died that we felt that actually getting married would be a positive thing, that we wanted to do something positive in our family, you know, mm-hmm. and, a, and a wedding seemed like a really lovely thing to do. And, and, I'm, and I'm very glad we're married. It's very nice. We don't make a big deal of our anniversary as a rule. We had a very pleasant evening. We were going to go to the cinema, but it was a nice evening. So um, Jane, who does the, the We Have Issues with us, uh, came and looked after Scarlett. And Nicola and I packed the dogs in the back of the car and went to Leap, which is a um, a beach um, that overlooks the Isle of Wight, um, just outside of Southampton. I had a lovely couple of hours with the dogs and sort of looking. It was very, very pleasant indeed. Much better than watching dinosaurs eat each other. Yeah, if that's what you were going to watch. We were, we were planning to go and see a big, silly film. So Lost World is the current big, silly film. Yeah, but I mean, you could... Jurassic World, Lost World was, I think, Whatever. the second sequel. Um, the uh, you could have uh, watched cars smashing into each other like a child was playing with them mm. for two hours, which sounds like I'm being uh, reductive about Mad Max Fury Road, but no, that's what's good about it. Kind of. I, int- I intend to take myself off for a couple of hours one day because I'm, you know, I'm still off. So, talking the, the the surname thing though, because I feel like I've digressed. The surname thing, very interesting. I was talking to Nicola about this. I am planning in the next couple of months um, once I resolve my. Um, my contractual position. Um, I'm uh, I'm planning to go to Berwick upon Tweed, mm-hmm. which is where my name comes from. All right, uh, and it's where my um, paternal family come from. Um, and given that my paternal family are pretty much all dead, um, I I I feel like I want to go and find a little bit out about our family. So I've planned to take three or four days to travel up to Berwick and just have a. Have a nose around the ancestral seat. Just on your own? Yeah, on my own. I feel like I need to, I, I, I'm not going to go into the reasons why I feel like I need some time on my own. Because <laughs> I love my family dearly and I love spending time with them, but there's certain things that I feel like I need and want to do on my own. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, hopefully in, in either next month or the month after, I'll be off for a few days up poking around Berwick. I mean, I, I, I more, spe- more, I meant more specifically no TV crews or anything. <laughs> no, no TV crews. Okay. I'm not doing a who do you think you are. So, uh, so any, if you end up going to any places and reading any plaques that might be, in, like, mm. relate to your family, mm-hmm. like say a workhouse, can you just imagine what the, what the little children must have felt like here? I mean, none of my family were in here. They mm. owned this place. Yeah. But, like, can you just imagine? And then you're in tears, just stood there reading a plaque, and well, it's a bit blustery. There'll be no one there to capture that. Luckily or unluckily, um, I don't need people to be related to me to empathise with situations others would have been through. Yeah, no, I mean, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, which is something Seems I oddly find, human of you, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's something I find deeply weird about 
the way they portray people and who do you think you are, the, the few that I've seen, is, does make people look like they can only empathise for situations if they are directly related to the people these things happen to. I, uh, I Not don't... Not massively fussed about the things my relations did per se. I don't feel a really strong connection even to the ones immediately before me. So the ones from a couple of hundred years ago, I mean, I don't know... Mm. I don't know how I'd feel. Uh, it was Father's Day yesterday, and and I yeah, and I got a lovely card uh, and a graphic novel actually, Rat Queens. Oh, uh, I I made sure Amy hadn't let the boys read that because that would yeah. have been a bit much, uh, but um, which was totally unexpected because I don't really pay any attention to. It. I tend to think of it as quite a made up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what Rat Queens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it isn't real. No, I mean Father's Day, and I know it means a lot to people who have have particular reasons for it to mean a lot to them but um i just always kind of and I, this is probably completely historically wrong but i just always kind of thought of it as a an a, a tacked on thing to mother's day like we have mother's day so we end up having father's day and that's mm-hmm. how it ends up happening i don't know how accurate that is my hero my hero of yesterday was i forget who they were they were retweeted into my stream and uh, they said, when's men's father's day? <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Which I rather enjoyed. Um, but, but so a, fr- a friend of mine was, and I, he posted it on Father's Day, but I only read it mm. today, uh, related a story about uh, uh, his dad and comics. It was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. But the way it was written, it was, it was probably really clear that it didn't happen yesterday. But because I didn't, I'd, Father's Day finished, and I totally forgot that it had been Father's Day yesterday. So I read this, thinking he posted it this morning, and said, wow, did he? It was like about comics being returned to him that he thought had been long lost. And I said, wow, that happened today. This is like 30 years after you were in the house or whatever, like at the home or whatever. And he goes, no, it happened a few years ago. I was just relating it as a story about my about my father because it's Father's Day. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really emotionally cut off from where the rest of the world. I'd totally forgotten it was Father's Day, which is, I don't know if it's sad or I don't know what it is, really. It's very odd. I had a, I had a weird one. I still feel, sort of my dad died some years ago, so there's always a sort of tinge of sadness on Father's Day. Some, but also it was our anniversary and mm. it, it was just, there was a lot going on. You say, I, I did, did a right with gifts as well. I, I, I got a, uh, a pair of Star Wars, uh, pajama style lounge pants. Nice. Yeah, which are old panels from old Marvel Star Wars. Oh, the Marvel stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool yeah. and weird. It's yeah. kind of got a slightly retro naff yeah. feel to it, but that's yeah. nice. I like that. Yeah, little panels. And, There's um, something something about the Dark Horse, not all of the Dark Horse comics, mm-hmm. and also maybe the ones now as well, is that, and maybe it's because we grew up on the old Marvel ones, mm-hmm. but... Uh, a lot of the uh, Dark Horse Star Wars comics felt like they were too professional. Yeah, it's all a bit, or, it's all a bit clean and, and, and um, sort of not really done with a, a, a tongue in cheek. Sort yeah, of. I don't, and I don't know if the old Marvel stuff was deliberately tongue in cheek or if that's just the way comic, mm. comics were just balls to the wall. I think there was a lot more drugs in comics creation. Uh, back then there must have been because how else do you explain jackson exactly yeah. and he was like three issues in or something like he's, that he's, he's, that's the first storyline after they told a new hope yeah yeah so it's um there's there's something about that sort of and i mean it's possible that that's a thing that's a little bit lost from a lot of comics anyway so even when a comic is very uh 
all over the place or madcap or has crazy ideas. It's almost self-consciously mm. that yeah, way. Yeah. Like the really good book, the books that people really like, like Deadpool and Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. they are known for being that weird you know the other the others you expect a storyline that's going to be ongoing but anything can happen in these books and that's kind of what comics were like anyway when we started reading them mainly because like i said lots of cocaine probably a a little bit of lsd still oh my in in everyone's systems and um and this real understanding that people were probably going to roll it up in their back pocket and then chuck it away when they were done or give it to... Definitely more disposable. I, yeah. I also got given beard oil and wax. Beard oil and wax? Yeah, which is... Um, I got, no, I tried it. I like it. Okay. And um, and a Toblerone. A Toblerone. So I'm, I'm, I'm back on sugar as far as the Toblerone's concerned until the Toblerone's consumed, which it isn't yet, amazingly. There is a joke in uh, Amy, my wife's family mm. uh who i have all of my holidays with all of my like major present getting mm. things mainly christmas um there is a joke where almost every time you pick up a and i guess it comes from a very long time ago yeah. from a childhood thing but every time you pick up a gift no matter what shape it is mm-hmm. you look at it and go oh oh is it a toblerone <laughs> because they're such a unique uh, for listeners who don't know, I, I guess it might be a very English thing. I don't know. Toblerones are the weirdest chocolate thing ever. Aren't I think Toblerone you only ever get them as a Swiss? present. Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of Europe, Europe and America, I don't know if it, it seems like a, you don't see them very often and they seem to only be given away as presents. I don't know if people buy them for themselves. I remember as a child, you see them a lot in airports. So it's kind of a, to me, a Toblerone has always been exactly. a, a, sim, a symbol of, a, a, you know, glamorous jet setting lifestyle. It's like Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who've, who've bought out Thornton's, interesting. Oh. Enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Toblerones are triangular. There isn't really anything else that's no. like them, I think. So I'm trying to think something. They're, they're long and triangular. And so. An extravagantly long, um, trendy toast rack. Yeah, no, that'd do it too. Yeah. Only they'd be slightly bigger. Possibly. But yeah, so, um. I'm talking so, about your, your industrial sized Toblerones here though. So when you mention that you got a Toblerone, mm. there's all these associations that just ping into my mind. It's like we're communicating. Yeah. Not like at the beginning of the episode. No, no we're doing much better of, uh, <laughs> communicating out. Yeah, no, it wasn't wrapped up. Nikki went out and bought one. It was in the bag. Did it still have the price on it? No, but. Well, that's another thing that, uh, that's. We pull our money. It doesn't matter if it does or not. Oh, for sure. Know, it's, it's, it gets to a point where I don't, uh, I feel, A, I feel guilty when I have money on me. Uh, I feel guilty when I spend it, but all of our money is, uh, you know, we share it. It's fine. Uh, there's uh, that's another that's another family trait of my in-laws mm. is the apparent inability to remember to take the prices off the backs of things like nice. cards or presents mm. or anything. Um, I, it is an oversight, but it's one that all of them seem to share. It's like a genetic trait. My mum, my mum does that occasionally. I remember she bought me some socks for Christmas. Very nice socks. I'm wearing a pair of them now. Actually, they're James Pringle socks. Very comfortable. Um, but not only did she, did she fail to take the price off, um, she she bought it in a sale as well. So I got to see how much it would have been mm-hmm. had she paid full retail for it and how much she actually paid. I mean, Which no. made it all, all the better. I, I, here are some discount socks, darling. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> not, that's like a double... Uh, rainbow. That's a, well, it's like a double rainbow. It's a nice gift. Yeah. Socks. Mm. But also, it's thrifty. Yeah. It's a bargain, which is always good. Everyone well, appreciates she, a bargain. She's a, she's, in these austere she's, times. On a, she's pensioner. She's on limited income. Yeah. Um, 
you mentioned beard wax and oil and oil uh we there was a a uh, like a in Bedford place which is a, a place in Southampton a street in Southampton that is very like um it's got all of the really expensive bars and quite trendy well, bars it, and it, stuff it's down. where it's where the trendier young people go yeah uh, and then the other other end of town, you've got where the fashionable, middle class, more wealthy people go. Yeah, Oxford, Oxford Street, Oxford yeah, Street. around that. Um, and so this is for the more trendy students, Bedford yeah, which, Place, which means that sometimes I can afford to go to places in Bedford Place, but yeah. almost never Oxford Street. But the, um, the, the they, so they do, and I think they've only done it for a couple of years. I think the first one was last year. They do like a street party where they block off. The, uh, they block off the two ends of it and they have lots of stuff there. They have like, uh, music. It looks like the intention is to have live music, but what it actually is invariably is a DJ. Um, uh, but playing sort of slightly, well, I'll get to the music in a second, but there's lots of, uh, the, uh, there's lots of stalls there. There's like mm. a little stall where kids can go in and look at farm animals. So there are some farm animals there and it's all free. You just wander in. Uh, and then there's uh, food food stands and, and stuff like that. And it's all very vibrant and exciting mm. and it feels like a nice thing to happen because it is in the middle of the city yeah. pretty much. It's only like two minutes walk away from the city centre. So True. so it's quite nice because it's trying to foster a sense of community mm-hmm. and happening in a place where actually it's not really like that. It's surrounded by like predominantly student accommodation and, and stuff like that. And so it's nice. It's really nice, and it's it's everything feels very uh, quaint and authentic and rural. And Amy struggled a little bit because uh, we were there with our friend Oki and and um, and, and Noah and Max, and uh, we were hungry because it was around lunchtime. And Oki and I immediately went for venison burgers. We were very comfortable buying that. Uh, there was a choice of venison burgers or hog roast or hog or no or wild boar burgers. Oh. Um, and Amy, Amy didn't really fancy the wild boar because she's not a big fan of pork, <laughs> and uh, and doesn't really like the idea of venison for reasons that are probably quite obvious, you know. Is it um because it's too dear? Yes, because it's too dear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she she's a bit squeamish about that. So um so she couldn't find anything to eat because literally the only things the only things on display were like artisanal foods. Oh, it's, it was that sort of thing. Um, but the two things that my and you know that it's a struggle uh, when you know how cynical I am. Very or very. I try not to be, but how cynical I am. No, you are. You're, so, you're hard bitten. So you're like any, a Mickey Splane character. Yeah, just like Mickey Splane kind of character. So any um any event like that or anything where people are gathered, uh, it's always a bit of a, a hair trigger situation for me anyway, because I'm already on edge because there's lots of people there, and it's like all these people enjoying themselves. There must be some way to shit on this. Yeah. That's that's not really how I feel. Uh, I don't really decide that I want to bring negative stuff to things. I just think uh, that inherently if that many people are all enjoying themselves in one place, that they must be lying to themselves at yeah. some level. So I'm not actually mean deliberately. I'm not willfully mean. Um, and and so it was actually generally nice and we bumped into a couple of people we knew and it was nice and the the, the and Noah was enjoying watching stuff it was near it was uh, hitting up against his nap we decided to take him before his nap rather than after because of the timings and so um generally 
I was feeling pretty uncynical. The people selling the venison and wild boar uh, burgers could have like spruced up the presentation a little bit. It was in a very dry bap uh, with a little bit of salad and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the burger was really nice, but it didn't really have anything else going for it. But that's fine. That's that's fine. It's stuff you buy in a thing. We got some really nice pies that we took home and had for dinner. And they were really nice and they were apparently homemade. So that was good. But the music... We we went to a burlesque thing a few years ago and it was really nice. There's this uh, really nice sort of vintage uh 1950s aesthetic that... Involves a lot of smiling, and there was a little bit of um, I don't know what you'd call it, like jive, uh, not jive, the like the people doing the Char- Charleston Lindy Hop, Lindy Hop stuff, and uh, and it's all really nice, and there's lots of smiling involved. That's thirties, by the way. Thirties, whatever. But I mean, I think the the burlesque thing, I think it kind of, it, I mean, it's all it's all harkening back to a time that probably wasn't that nice in our history, but it's a very mm. sort of nostalgic thing. And Burlesque kind of keys into it as well. And it and it in that setting it was kind of nice. In this setting, what it meant was that the music the people were doing the Lindy Hop dancing. There were a couple of people mm-hmm. doing the Lindy Hop. The kids all loved it. They were all bouncing around on this little makeshift stand. But the music was basically as many different versions of not Cotton Eye Joe, the other one as many as many different versions of that same sort of music as possible, but it seemed to keep rotating back to the same song. I can't even think what it's called. I should have made a note of it. And it got really frustrating because it felt like the most white thing I had ever... It felt like the most white place I had ever mm. been. It was very... You sure they weren't square dancing? Because Lindy Hop was um, jazz. It was... Yeah, no, I, it, well, I'm wrong about Cotton Eye Joe, but it was that mm. sort of thing. It was um, heading back to the same sort of time and because it was all because it was all a dj the music kind of felt very he wasn't pulling for a very broad from a very broad mix like he wouldn't have dreamed of playing something like taylor swift or something because that'd be tacky but it was just the same the sort of thing we sent to eurovision this year that sort of yeah thing. i know what you mean the one like, did, 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 yeah did, that sort did, of did, 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 did. it doesn't feel very authentic british big band jazz is shit yeah and it and and so there was there was that, and also I came away from it thinking a lot of these men look very, very nice right now. Mm. They look very attractive, but in five years' time, when shaving's back in fashion, yeah, they're going to be looking at they're going to these fuckers. Mm. They're all going to be clean shaven. Mm. Uh, their tattoos, maybe their t- maybe tattoos will still be as fashionable, and their mm. arms will still be entirely on. Unsp- I don't know, but the beard thing I'm thinking mm. of specifically. They're all going to be clean shaven and looking at me like I'm a fucking weirdo again, and I just know it's going to happen. Well, that's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I, I think the same. Obviously, I'm a bearded man now. Um, I think the same, but I also think, well, won't they look back at the pictures and lament the fact they had beards because they were handsome young men? And once they look at them, once their their flush of youth is gone, because being attractive in your twenties, especially your early twenties, it's not difficult. Well, I had trouble with it. Very, no. I'm I've, better looking now. I've seen you. You're a very pretty little boy. I, <laughs> I looked a bit like Timothy Swan. That's what you mean. Oh, no, I wouldn't call him. A, he's a magnificent man. But yeah, I, I mean. But, but I, will they look, look back on those pictures with a sense of regret? I, it's, um, maybe people are that self-aware. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know if I'm becoming less cynical. I, I'm finding myself less inclined to be so sneering as maybe once, but. My sneering was driven by a sense of self-loathing. These people made me feel worse because I hate myself so much. Uh, maybe where I'm sort of starting to not hate myself as much, it's a bit easier to enjoy other people. 
I I'm I try I don't at a certain level as much as I joke about it I don't think I'm particularly anti people mm. looking like that it's just this awareness that it's a and maybe maybe the distinction between this and being a bit of a, a bit of a hipster about it and being a bit like well I had a beard before but, but, I, it, it, but it, it feels to me like there's going to be a point at which things about me are no longer in fashion and it's not as if people are going to be are going to remember oh no wait we were okay with beards a little bit ago mm. um we were okay with beards a little bit ago we all had them so mm. maybe he isn't such a weirdo so a lot of it comes back to uh come back to knowing knowing that nothing probably essentially has changed about those people yeah. they aren't suddenly pro beard they're pro what what looks like good and in fashion for them right and, now and, and, that, and that's the thing. Do, you, do you not think as you get slightly older because when you're when you're in youth you've been brought up your whole life to believe that youth is incredibly important so when you're young you're in this this vital important part of your life and and so much of the world is geared up for you and your disposable income mm -hmm. that you're, you're in the middle of this vital important thing you know it's like wow you know this what we're doing now is important and will change the world and then when you you step outside youth and it, and it starts to be a little bit weird because all of a sudden the world isn't geared up for mm. you. The world, the world and entertainment isn't aimed at you. And you start to look, step outside and you realize how artificial and false it all is. It's like rave culture back in the day. I thought was incredibly important. You know, the world's going to change because we're taking ease. No, it's fucking not. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it might change in so much as, Possibly it, it, it caused a few of us a few issues further down the line health-wise. We're literally burning, burning, burning through, through serotonin. The one, well, yeah, the, and the one period in our life where we have the, enough energy that mm. we might actually achieve something. Yeah. yeah so, I, so you kind of look outside side of it and how sort of seriously the young take being young and, and kind of realise that it's all bullshit. I think... Um, yeah, and I think maybe my position is uh, it's something that I'm very aware of in uh, that defensiveness, that defensiveness that uh, ethnic geeks have. Mm. You know, the ones who uh, don't really have any choice because of the way their personality is wired and the way they mm -hmm. look and everything. Sure. They were always going to be marginalised, and, and in a, so when normal people start getting into the things that they like, yeah. they become very hostile and yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe it's just that I'm like. Uh, my, uh, Andrew Collins tweeted about, uh, something earlier on that's, that uh, a few people have obviously commented to him. He was talking about beards and razors. I think he was, he must have been talking about razors. And, um, and someone pointed out that razor, razor companies will be fine mm -hmm. because most of the people who have beards now are probably shaving in other places. And I was like, oh yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense because surely the reason people have beards mm -hmm. is because they they are so genetically lazy mm. uh, or anti-shaving that they don't shave. Mm. That's why I think people have beards, isn't it? That's why I have a beard. And I think that's the problem is uh, the motivation behind... <laughs> I, I feel like I am ethnically mm -hmm. a beardy person and uh th uh this moment in time that is in fashion but then i'll be left behind again later on when everybody decides oh no beards are gross nah. you're ethnically bearded i think i don't think or if not ethnically genetically predisposed <laughs> genetically bearded Ge pre 
well, I mean, I'm Greek, so I might be ethnically beardy. Uh, but the, um, I'm, I'm genetically predisposed to have a beard because something about my wiring makes it actually very uncomfortable and difficult for me to shout. I don't like it. I would like to see some serious scientific research. I, I have a beard for the same reason. Um, I quite like the hair on the rest of my body yeah. as well, except the, the stuff that I, I, maybe it was always there and I just didn't notice it for the first 25, mm. 30 years of my life. I don't really understand why butt buttholes. Oh no! Are when hairy. I was younger, I used to very much like cropping my uh, pubic area and shaving my balls, which is just a seems like a lot of work. Oh, it's great fun! It's quite a feeling as well. And what you've got to remember as well is, um, you know, those pubes are hiding that um, that final visible inch. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. But isn't that a nice surprise for someone? No, but I wanted it all to be out on front street. Oh, I see. I You're very much about display, like yeah. a peacock. Yeah, absolutely. Not a peacock. I mean, like a, a cock, cock, like a, a stork cock. Yeah. The um, the other thing that happened at the weekend. This is crunchingly talking about penises, straight mm. to talking about children. Um, th- th- we went to, uh, we took the boys swimming, mm. and Noah's. We don't take Noah often enough. Mm-hmm. But this was Max's first time. So we took them swimming. And I thought it would be a complete nightmare, uh, to be honest. The logistics of, the logistics of trying, having to keep hold of two children and it's already, you're in water and it's slippery and maybe having to swap between us and stuff like that. It was a bit, I was nervous about it. The changing rooms thing afterwards was a bit difficult because we couldn't get a family room. So we each had to take a child into a different room. But the swimming pool was lovely. Like, Considering Noah doesn't go swimming very often, he moves really confidently in the water. He can't swim, obviously, but it, it doesn't bother him. He's happy to go for it onto his back and, and stuff like that. And, and, um, we couldn't have been sure of that. Max seemed to love it as well. He really, really seemed to like it as much as you can tell, uh, how much a baby his age is really enjoying stuff. Uh, cause sometimes it looks like they're smiling and then they instantly start crying. So you never really know what's going on. Um, that's not true. You absolutely can. But I, I, ch- I choose to joke. Uh, that one weird thing happened though. And that's, and, and maybe, maybe it didn't have to be a little girl. There was a, probably a seven, seven or eight year old little girl. She was in a little, uh, like two piece swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Her mum was about somewhere, but mainly the little girl was left on her own. And she was a really good swimmer. She was all over the place. Um, Noah just, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed her except that I was uh, playing with Noah, and he was like swimming around, and he'd be doing little things like I'd be able to put him on his back, and and he'd kick his legs, and then put him on his front, and he he was doing all sorts of stuff, and then every couple of minutes he'd just stop and stare off into the middle distance, and sometimes he does that with pictures that are on the walls or something, and I'd look, and he was really looking at this little girl like just not paying any attention to anything else and then he'd stop again and he'd start playing and she was oblivious she was just off doing whatever and he was just really and it's like you're not even two yet i'm assuming it's just that it's just that she was swimming and she was a little kid and they are drawn to little children anyway babies are drawn Mm -hmm. to little children and there wasn't anything in it but it was just like really weird it's like wow he's he's already getting to the point where uh he could almost drown just because he's so distracted <laughs> by a girl it took me at least until i was about 14 for that to happen and he's already there 
But don't you understand he's genetically predisposed? It's genetically predisposed. Yeah. Has he so. got a beard yet? <laughs> no. I haven't told you my swimming pool girl story. So uh, maybe that doesn't mean anything to you. And maybe it'll have to be another time because you have a hard out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't think it would notice on this <laughs> desk. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a story. We'll talk about it some other time. Listener. You have been listening to Two Grown Men. It's a roller coaster, wasn't it? It was. It was all yeah. over the place. I think it's because we started, uh, we started from a, a slightly chaotic place. Yeah, you confused the hell out of me. That's and you were naturally predisposed to be confused by me. Yeah, something about our chemistry, yeah. our unique chemistry. Is it? Um, yeah, this is Two Grown Men. You can listen to all of our past episodes, or previous previous past episodes, either or at twogrownmen.net. That's the number two grownmen.net you can listen to us and subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice if you do like what we do please do uh, consider rating and reviewing us um, at that podcatcher generally podcatchers if if a podcast gets lots of nice reviews uh, they tend to make it more prominent in search. It's how their algorithms work. It is, it's exactly Mm. how their algorithms work we are reliably informed yeah, by the internet. Yeah, um, you can also uh, follow the Two uh, GM Two Grown Men uh, Twitter account. It's Two GM Pod. Uh, you can talk to James or I on Twitter as well. Mm. I'm Nick Sight, and I'm James Mom, which is uh, the, the 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 name James and then M O M B Mom. Yeah, uh, we are on Facebook. We've got a page on Facebook. And I think we're in a bunch of other places. You yeah. can email us at 2gmpodcast at gmail.com as well. Mm-hmm. We do like to get, um, uh, uh, get e- email. We're not very good at replying to it. No. But, um, but we do like getting it. Yeah. Because we're very needy. You, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, really. Uh, you can comment on uh, all of the episodes as well on the site. And there are show notes on the site. They're normally, uh, quite fun. For two grown men. Now they're always worth having a look at on the site, don't? Because if if you if like me, you use Apple's own podcast app on your phone, the show notes are still there, but the 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 content that you add to them doesn't show up. So you're embed videos and so yeah. Like I've started embedding videos because I'm assuming people are really lazy mm. about following links and stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, uh, roller coaster, high energy, yeah. uh, crunchingly mm-hmm. slow paced, yeah, uh, final couple of minutes and i guess it remains for us to say goodbye 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh that was fun (laughs) that was fun i I don't know what happened at the beginning